Welcome to Neighborhood Nutrition, a Michigan State University Extension podcast. This first season will focus on food resource management, providing you with tips and tricks for how to make the most of your food dollars. My name is Katie Wisniewski, and I'm a public health nutrition intern and student at Michigan State University. Today, we are speaking with Derek Harrison, a community nutrition instructor from Wayne County. Hello, Derek. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hi, how you doing? I'm glad to be a part of this. What do you enjoy most about your position? What I enjoy about my position is the interaction with the participants, going there, programming, teaching food, teaching a lesson, engaging people. And then the, the good part is making positive changes. And usually when the class ends, they say, oh, no. Is it that time already for the class? Because normally classes are six weeks. So I would say just the, the interaction with the, the participants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You suggest buying in bulk. It all depends. If, if, it's, if you have a big family, let's say of kids, that might be the best choice, like if the food is being consumed. But a single person, I would say no, because that might be not to their best advantage because they may not consume it a lot and especially seniors because a lot of them don't cook a lot or eat that much but i would say like a family or more i would say that would probably be a better way because over the long period of time they're saving money and they can break it down mm-hmm. so it has its advantages and disadvantages in bulk yeah and that leads me into my next question which is if someone has a big family, what are some tips on how to be budget friendly and still have healthy meals? For an example, they can do meals that stretch maybe two days. They could do spaghetti. That's a meal that, that they can eat off two days. Chili, soups. They can also do salads. Quesadillas is a, another good meal they can save money on it it doesn't take a whole lot to make them they can get tortillas and make them out of colorful peppers and spinach it's like basically just planning each day for the meals like in a a setting like that a large family and stuff like that let's just say if they make meatloaf they can use the leftover meatloaf and make that out of tacos something like that Planning ahead, I think, is really important. Right. Yeah. What can you suggest for people who live in an area where there's only a few convenience stores that have little to no healthy options and the nearest grocery store can be difficult to get to? Well, that's a challenge. And I do know that most people don't have transportation where they live. And what I do in my classes is maybe suggest that they shop, you know, during a season when they open farmer's market and try to get things cheaper, look at sales paper, maybe encourage them to pull with rides and get stuff on sale. The goal is to always, always try to get the healthiest food they can. I believe everybody should be able to eat healthy and have access to the same food, you know, not buying stuff that's not fresh and outdated. One of the things that that I do in my classes is we talk about like what are some ways that they can pull together and 
get to grocery stores and stuff. Often, some of them do catch the bus or some of them have family members and stuff. Because it can be challenging for me sometimes, you know, like where I live, I have to go outside the city and get stuff better. That That's pressure and, and the prices, you know, is triple. So I understand I, the barriers of some of them of having to go to certain grocery stores. But the main thing, what I try to emphasize, buy stuff that's on sale, there's more than that price, don't buy it. Maybe like wait when it go on sale and stuff like that. But there, there are some areas where there's no grocery stores where people maybe have to buy like in a convenience store or stuff like that. And I try to teach them that most of the times when you buy in convenience stores and gas stations, those are not healthy choices because usually that food sits there because it's not moving like a grocery store where people come in and they constantly restock. That's not the case in the convenience store gas station. The food is there most of the time there as a result of people don't want to go to the grocery store and just buy. So that's not the best option for them. Another alternative is like pantries, if that's accessible, you know, I encourage them to to stock up on that. That can help, you know, things like that. But that is a bit challenging. That was a good question. Yeah. Do you think that people in these areas should try to have like a little garden if they have the resources? Oh, definitely. Because the food, growing your own food is more fresher. Mm -hmm. last longer and for an example let's just say you grew tomatoes or spinach if you grow your own spinach and tomatoes you know it's fresh you just picked it out your garden versus you go in a grocery store we don't know how long it's set on a truck before arrived there and the difference between growing something fresh is vibrant it doesn't break down as fast mm-hmm. and then they can have food in the summer and cook it, you know, preserve it and can it and stuff like that. So definitely, yes, it is better to grow your own garden. Yeah. Yeah. What is some advice that you have for coming up with meal ideas? A lot of times I think people may decide to eat out or get fast food to avoid having to come up with something and get all the ingredients for it. Well, I think first you got to assess what you have in your house. And how I start off is, I tell them, is think about when the holiday comes up. You already know what you're going to have. Most of the time, you start planning ahead to buy stuff that you need for the holiday. And it's basically making sure that you have the spices, ingredients, like staple items. Those are some of the things we always emphasize in the class like things you should always have on deck in a household to make a meal like beans or vegetables or different spices because some of the same stuff that you may use may go in a different meal like spaghetti chili soup and stuff like that so let's just say they're thinking about cooking baked chicken maybe all they need is the, the chicken and then a, what a society they want to do maybe they want to do broccoli with rice and cheese. So that's a meal right there. Or let's say they want to do a quick skillet lasagna. That doesn't take long. They can use egg noodles, 
is something that they can always keep in their house. Tomato sauce, onion, turkey, hamburger, hamburger. And that's a meal right there that takes less than 30 minutes. Or maybe they want to do white chicken chili or something like that. Mm-hmm. So most of the, the the quick menus that they can do at home is stuff that they already will have. And they could just do a quick meal in, you know, less than 30 minutes and stuff and still be healthy and eat access to my plate. And that's another thing. Just try to include everything in the five food groups each day throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's important to have a really well-stocked pantry when you can. Right. Make it easier. And, And especially during a crisis, what we're going through now, the pandemic, because early on, we didn't have the options to go out and eat. And, um, you know, this is a good way to, for people to conserve and save money and be creative and think outside the box because we may not have those options to do like we used to do. So now it's forcing us to prevent how we do things and eat healthy. We can still eat the same type of food at our favorite restaurants, but we just have to cook it at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. People, I think that it's the perception that people eat healthy and it's, and it's real expensive to do it. We could just start simple, like a bell pepper. That's a, you catch them on sale, the red, yellow, and orange. And you can get some, a bunch of spinach, a bunch, and you can make an omelet. Mm-hmm. And you could do spinach and dice up the, the bell peppers and and that you can have a veggie omelet. Let's start with a smoothie. Now, you can get smoothies, you can get blueberries, raspberries, that's not expensive. Banana, or if you wanna do milk and juice, that's a healthy option. We could do an English muffin breakfast sandwich, you know, with veggies. You can make a vegetarian pizza, reducing fat and sodium. Oatmeal, that's a healthy option right there for breakfast. We can eat beans. Let's just say we decide to eat a meatless dinner. So you can do beans. You could do a Southwestern bean salad with black beans and corn, with corn chips. Still got your protein. We could do hummus. You can make it out of chickpeas, or you could do chickpeas with salad or whatever. You can make a dessert out of black beans, which you can make brownies, and that's a healthy dessert right there. Yeah, I've heard of that before. I've never tried it, but I've definitely heard of it. It's it's easy to make. You just grind the beans in the blender, and you can put applesauce in it, and it Bakes just like a brownie. Mm, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So it's not expensive to eat healthy. You could do turkey, you could do tuna fish, things like that. So I would say that it's more expensive to eat food that's not healthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Junk food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you can, you can eat oranges and fruits and stuff like that. That's not expensive. 
Mm-hmm. You got to start right there. You can eat wheat bread. You know, it's overall healthy for us because when we eat whole grains, it makes us full. And it can even be like some simple like popcorn. That's healthy. Yeah. So most, most people would say, can I have a salt? But I would say no, because that's not the healthy choices. But sometimes you can eat it in moderation. Yeah. Definitely. But it's not expensive to eat healthy at all. It's actually cheaper. What are some resources for someone that wants to learn how to cook or eat healthier and better budget their meals? Like some classes or resources that MSU Extension offers? Yeah, we offer a lot of classes for people who want to learn how to cook. Like Eat Healthy, Be Active, that's a class that's, I would say, from young adults to mature age, but really, you know, that class focuses on teaching you how to budget, teaching you how to cook good meals, teaching you how to modify recipes, teaching you like weight loss and stuff like that. We have uh, eSmart, Livestrong. That's really for seniors. It really focuses on seniors consuming more vegetables, being strong and stuff like that. And then on our website, Michigan Matters, it has like different recipes they can look at. And with budgeting, we have a website where they can access information on how to get the best bang for their buck, mm-hmm. teaching them the unit price and things like that, reading labels, which is a good thing participants should learn because. It can help them determine what, if this particular product is healthier or not, like reading the nutrients and the ingredients that's in the food and stuff like that. I will say overall, all our classes in each week have lessons that will provide information where the participant, when they finish our classes, they feel comfortable with cooking healthy meals and budgeting and things like that. Yeah, those all sound like really great opportunities for learning. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other words of advice in regards to food resource management that you want to share? Well, I think it's important that like a family and not only just families that that they understand their environment where they live. Because a lot of people may not know their environment. And when I say that is like know your resources such as when food is given out and stuff. Are there any programs that help families like you know, that can help you if you don't have enough food to meet your needs and stuff like that. Because, you know, I'm keep referring back to now, this is what's really crucial. There, you know, like a lot of people, agencies out there giving food out and stuff, and definitely kids is out of school. So a lot of kids may not get the meals that they needed and stuff. So things was available. I would say just being knowledgeable about the different resources, what, information is out there because a lot of churches put things out on websites and different things and stuff. And sometimes people might not be aware that 
But that would be the main thing I would say, just being aware of what's going on in your community, who's giving out different things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And what main idea do you want people to take away from our discussion? Well, the main idea of what I want people to take away from my discussion is there's that um, Michigan State University Extension Health and Nutrition is a free program. I recruit and go to various places and teach the class, and we want to be known as being visible for people that's out there that if they need a service or want somebody to come in and show a community how to cook healthy, manage their dollars when they shop. And also, I, I didn't talk about this much, uh, physical activity. <laughs> you got to mm -hmm. keep busy and walk and stuff like that. But I would say the main thing I want people to know is that there is programs out here that can help people that need food. And then, like I said, myself, I work for Michigan State Extension. We are a bridge to help different communities teach about cooking healthy for their kids and we also teach youth because i work in schools and stuff like that because one day they're going to be citizens adults and have to be able to cook on their own so i want to you know just like being a partner in the community that i live and in the city i live to help our city to become more healthy and more productive because if we're healthy, we can live longer and we have reduced chronic illness and things like that. You know, like a lot of people was probably in the dark over the COVID-19 that, you know, they, they was more people was forced to cook because we couldn't come out. So I would say just being a, a resource and a tool for the community. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for giving us your expertise. We really appreciate all the advice. <laughs> thank you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Neighborhood Nutrition. We hope you tune in for our next episode. Funding for this podcast comes from the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, and the Expanded Food and Nutrition Education Program, also known as FNAP, and is from the USDA's National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Music used on this podcast is Chambre de Tournesol by Komiku and was accessed from pixabay.com. MSU is an affirmative action equal opportunity employer committed to achieving excellence through a diverse workforce and inclusive culture that encourages all people to reach their full potential. Michigan State University Extension programs and the materials are open to all without regard to race, color, national origin, gender, gender identity, religion, age, height, weight, disability, political beliefs, sexual orientation, marital status, family status, or veteran status. Issued in furtherance of MSU Extension work, acts of May 8th and June 30th, 1914, in cooperation with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Jeffrey W. Dwyer, Director of MSU Extension, East Lansing, Michigan, 48824.
This information is for educational purposes only. Reference to commercial products or trade names does not imply endorsement by MSU Extension or bias against those not mentioned.